98.3 and 98.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg on a sort of a dreary, rainy Saturday morning. It's going to get bad and uh, hopefully it won't be too bad for Mother's Day. I want to get that out of the way right off the bat. Happy Mother's Day weekend. I know when it's a holiday uh, at my house or a birthday, it's for the whole weekend, sometimes the whole week. That's right. But, but it's definitely Mother's Day weekend and uh, we... Um, salute all the mothers and do something good for them they they take care of us or at least they they did when they could they sure did that's always been a, a very important holiday how you doing greg well we had we had a pretty good day yesterday uh with, with some of the stuff we done we, we went up morville traffic was terrible but y'all did a book signing did you yeah and we had neil up there and don miller who we're going to have on air here by uh here in about 10 minutes uh they gave us the room of the place and there was some they actually put some of perry's books and stuff on the shelf you know for, for selling and everything and we it couldn't have been no better uh they had they had a few people come through and we saw but biggest thing is uh i was looking at the book last night that is a wicked book okay greg you need to tell them what you're talking about john don miller gave us a copy of his book yeah and uh let me back up even further than that. We have some fantastic guests this morning, and I can't wait to get them on here. The first one that we're going to get to at about 10.15 is Don Miller, who for years was the uh, the president of Penske Racing, his stock car operation. And Don has, has got a book. that Actually, that book's been out since 2010. That's the copyright on it. But it's a fantastic book, and he is also the president of the North Carolina Auto Racing Hall of Fame, which is where we were. And we, um, he, they got a library in there and Greg and I, cause he's a, he's my partner in this stuff. We donated one of each book to their library. So people can go in there and research auto racing. And then we sold them one of each book. There's five of them to, um, to their gift shop. So they could see if they'd sell. So actually it was a very good day. And, but Don Miller's coming on and he's just got so many stories. He's, he's fantastic uh we don't really 20 minutes won't be enough to talk to him and then right after the top of the hour at 11 o'clock we've got ken squire who i mean if you've ever watched the race you've probably heard of ken squire he came up with the name uh the great american race he i mean he started motor racing network or co-started it he's just he's he's fantastic he's going into the 2018 class of the nascar hall of fame as a broadcaster and you know it's mostly race drivers and car owners and, and crew chiefs and things like that. But he, he went in with a microphone. So he, uh, is very deserving. We can't wait to have him on right after 11 o'clock. Yeah. That's pretty strong. And, uh, wasn't you telling me that, uh, I think Don is it going in Don Miller's going in too, or no, Don Miller's not even on the nominee list. Yeah. But I mean, Don Miller is, <laughs> he probably could, 
Yeah. Okay. Well, I got that. You know, I get confused. But anyway, <laughs> two two great guests. Two great guests. I mean, this is one you don't want to miss. And we're gonna um, cut this first beginning off the the first part of the show a little short. And over here, punching buttons on his phone and writing and everything is uh, Alan Hill. Alan, how you doing? We missed you last week. I really did. I was, I was afraid I made you mad, but I should have known better. Uh, you're not gonna make me mad. Okay. I'm over here just writing stuff because we had a late night last night over at Traverse Rest Speedway. We had a great race over there. Uh, I'll get more into detail about it a little bit later on in the show. But, All right. Uh, right now, I'm kind of kind of behind on my sleep a little bit. Well, you just go ahead and do whatever you're doing. We won't bother you anymore until uh, you just jump in when you want to. All right. Thanks. You, sir. you know Don Miller? Uh, yes, sir. Okay. Well, I mean, if you want to talk to him, we'll, we'll have him on here in a few minutes. And, of course... Ken Squire after 11, and we're going to turn uh, Allen loose at 11.20, and let's let him get caught up on uh, last week when we didn't just have a chance to get him on at all and, and what happened last night with a, with them going to Travers Rest, and he says they're putting down new clay at a Cherokee Speedway. So, And I, if you've got plans to go to a race, and I'm not sure who all's running tonight anyway, but Alan will bring us up to date on that. You know, check with them because it looks nasty out there. It looks uh, thunderstorms this afternoon and this evening, and the same thing tomorrow. So, don't. I wouldn't head out till I till I was sure they were even having a show. They might they might call things off. Uh, you know, in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, weather's well, looking pretty bad, and uh, we've had enough of that. And uh, it's gonna be a little bit cooler, but uh, like I say, rain and racing don't mix. Well sorta well yeah some 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 uh series do run into rain in fact i heard him talking uh the other day on uh one of the many nascar shows that comes on late in the afternoon that yeah they absolutely um if it's not raining too bad they'll put the wipers on the rain tires on and keep going um they were talking about how uh especially um if it's looks like it's going to rain but it doesn't rain they won't let them put the windshield wipers on there because some of the smart crews figured out if you put, and I remembered this, if you position that windshield wiper just right, it, it helps aerodynamically. Somebody figured that out. And it's like, well, you don't put the wipers on until it rains. That's a secret. Well, no, it, we ran them things in rain, <laughs> in rain in Trans Am. And, uh, yeah, it, it just, it, it's weather, it's basically a thunderstorm coming up. And you say, well, you want to start on wet or dry? And, uh, I could go on about another tale, but I'm not going to get into it. But, yeah, you, you can race in the rain, and uh, it, now, it's interesting. Well, they won't at Kansas. Now, uh, Alan's brother and, uh, and the Emsa boys will in a heartbeat with those uh, Cadillacs and Mazdas and everything. Yep, they they have a windshield, but us boys on dirt, we don't have no windshield wipers. <laughs> don't have a windshield, do you? <laughs> no, we don't have a windshield. <laughs> well, we're going to um, – cut this short right now so we can get our brakes out of the way and get to don miller at a at a at 10 15 so anyway the point is check with your local track online or call them up or something and see if they're running and and, and don't head out unless you have to because it's going to be probably a nice night to stay in and watch the kansas race which starts at 7 30 on uh, fs1 i believe it is and we'll get into all the who's on television where the um, the Indy cars are running at three thirty this afternoon at the um, road course at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, so that gets their uh, their uh, action underway.
for the month of May, which is a busy month. So, Ronnie, let's take our first break here, and we are going to come back with uh, Don Miller. You are listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force Hotline now at 864 468 1400. Start Your Engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 983 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I ain't plantain. I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon whip, no trim. <laughs> Had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, plantain. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Fox Sports 1400 now has an app. Like mozzarella sticks? No, it's an app for your phone. My phone is hungry? Okay, so for the rest of you. Download the Fox Sports 1400 app today with our elite audio text line. Just search Fox Sports 1400 in Google Play or the App Store. Download our app today by searching Fox Sports 1400. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan has an SUV for everyone during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Save in Greer and get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2019 Nissan Armada. Or for 36 months lease, a brand new 2019 Greer Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $189 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Murano with dual zone automatic temperature control for only $269 a month for 36 months during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Going on now at Greer Nissan, where you'll find low prices, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at greernissan.com. VIN number K935020 MSRP 66190. VIN number KC71591. Selling price 26117. 189 security deposit. VIN number KN106259. Selling price 31792. 269 security deposit. Places with 3995 due at site. All prices plus tax, title, taxes. Offers include 399 closing fee with approved credit. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironspur Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironspur Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it and in a fun, man-cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironspur Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors, mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. 
The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at bit of atlanta rhythm section there that sounded pretty good that sure did that did sound good <laughs> the uh you went to concert too last night didn't you? i went to see charlie daniels in alabama over in greenville and i tell you what it was fantastic and i bet it was maybe we can talk a little bit about it later but I, I charlie daniels is 83 years old and bouncing around that stage like a rubber ball but we'll talk about that later we want to get right on here with a special guest that we uh are very proud to have on the show this morning. I met him for the first time yesterday over at his uh, North Carolina, not his, he's the president of it, I think, but the North Carolina Motorsports or, or Auto Racing Hall of Fame. Greg's old friend, Mr. Don Miller. Good morning, Don. Morning, boys. What's going on? Well, it's a little rainy down here in Spartanburg, but man, we are sure glad to have you on. And I got to tell you right off the bat that I looked at some of your book last night, and I started on it, and it was already 2 o'clock in the morning because uh, I went to that concert in Greenville. My son was home from the Marine Corps I haven't seen. But I looked at your book, and I, I tell you, that's a fabulous book, and thank you so much. You're welcome, and um, I'm, I'm already starting on uh, on the uh, one of the books I got yesterday. I got to, I got to tell you, seeing old Neil was uh, – was, uh, it was a pleasure too, you know. Greg and I have known each other for a long time, and I, I've known Neil since about '89. But um, what yeah. a character, huh? That's great. Anyway, for people that we're talking to, Mr. Don Miller, he was for years co-owner of Penske South, and he was the general manager for I don't tell him how long. And uh, like I say, uh, uh, Don does everything, and. Uh, Don, I'm just trying to think, you know, when did y'all start the museum and, and a lot of these things? Uh, we got a world of things we can talk about. Uh, well, we could start with that. You know, we were, like I told you before, and as Greg can tell you, um, you know, I, I, I was with Roger for 39 years. So uh, 39 years. Time. 39 years. Wow. We did a lot of businesses together. We raced together. You know, uh went through my big accident together. In fact, if it wasn't for him and and uh, and Buddy, I guess I would have not been here to talk to you this morning. But anyway, uh, yeah, we had a we had a long association. But in 1993, we were still running the Pontiacs. We won ten races that year, as I remember, and. Uh, and a friend of mine by the name of Bob Ebert, uh, who was a, a, an officer in the company, Rubbermaid Company, got together and we said, you know, there's no museum up in this area right here in the center of all the racing and no Hall of Fame, nothing for, for the racers, uh, nothing to preserve the history. So we bought that building that you were in. It was an old tailpipe factory. And we cleaned it all up, got some, uh, you know, some cases to do so, to display some of the memorabilia, built a little gift shop, 
We opened it up in 1994, and you know a lot of the racers uh, donated cars, not donated cars, but loaned cars to the museum to display because they were right, they were behind it. And um, that museum took off. I mean, like like nothing you ever dreamed of. It was it was uh, packed all the time. We were <clears throat> making quite a bit of money of it, and Bob said, "You know what? We should we should not." be doing this. We should make this into a foundation and let the proceeds from this go to some worthy cause. And so we went to uh, Raleigh, got a got a uh, uh, you know, got a vote from the people in Raleigh and, and um, became the North Carolina, we got the charter, we became the North Carolina Auto Racing Hall of Fame we turned it into a foundation that supports the abused children of the Carolinas. And it's been that way since 1994. And each year it goes on, you know, well, you know, we have our ups and downs like all businesses and all, especially museums of late. But uh, we've uh, managed to raise over a million dollars for the abused children. Mm. And hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of toys at Christmas time through through that uh, event that uh, is called Stocks for Tots, which I'm, I'm sure you guys uh, we have. And uh, so we're talking 25th anniversary then, right? Oh yeah, right now, yeah. In September it'll be the 25th anniversary. It's amazing. So uh, you know, it's been a worthy cause, and we. We keep trying to build on it. You know, all the all the people that work there are, are volunteers, and their hearts are in it. You know, we and got you a can, lot of uh, got a lot of support from the racing industry as well. And you could see that yesterday uh, that the the people Bob Hissom, who uh, we had on the show last week, as a matter of fact, uh, they're also enthusiastic and helpful. I know a family came through there. I'm not sure where they were from, but Bob took them back through the through the the beautiful display of all different kinds of race cars. They got the Indy cars, sprint cars, uh, a lot of stock cars and uh, uniforms and helmets and just un, unbelievable stuff that I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't dream would be in a, a museum like, like Curtis Turner's hat from, uh, from when he was in the plane crash, you know, but you know, Bob took him back there and just walked, walked like he did with us, with me and Greg and, and Neil Castles and his son, Neil Jr., which is the Neil we were talking about. And, um, right. and, and hands on with the, with the historian there and, and just took time out to show them, uh, show them what was in there. And, uh, yeah, it's great. And I'm, I won't get into this. It's not the time and place for it, but Greg and I and some others have tried so hard to get a South Carolina racing museum and, and we just can't get it. We can't get it going, but you know, we won't give up, but I know I, I've talked to Greg years ago cause you know, I, but, but Moore was one of my my real heroes, you know. He's just mine too. He, he was always the he was always the guy, you know. He he walked the walk and talked the talk. He did it all. And uh, and Greg was trying real hard back in the '90s to get one going, but unfortunately, the the uh, the public, I don't know they they have you know they've changed over the years like always, and. Um, their interest levels, you know, seem to have waned. They're more in the area of, of you know, uh, electronics now. And if you can't pull it up on, on uh, 
on your telephone, then why bother? You know that kind of a thing. So um, we have to we have to keep changing our attitudes, trying to make it a little bit more up to date and uh, and uh, more gratifying for the the younger set. And I I hope we can continue to do it because it's it is so good for the community. Oh, and it, it is. is so good for our racing history. It's you know to, to uh, to just take a couple of moments out and uh, and remember the guys that really got it all started. You know, it, it sometimes it uh, it upsets me a little to hear some of these guys on television now. Who I know a lot of them, you know, personally, but to hear them talk like, well, you know, it all happened when I got here. Exactly. <laughs> I used I used to not, say that people. What happened? I used to say that people didn't know. Most of the racing fans that didn't know what happened before Jeff Gordon, but I'm not even sure they know <laughs> if he wasn't on TV, they might not know about him. So, uh, but we're talking to Don Miller of, uh, former president of Penske South and, and a business partner, Don, I, I, I was looking through your book yesterday and I've heard your name. I mean, I've been following racing for all my life and I've heard your name for a, a large part of it. And you, um, uh, and so I thumbed through your book just a little bit last night. I can't wait to dig back into it. But you, uh, now, it, do I understand correctly? You were a, like a, a a youthful drag racer and sort of got into uh, into it with with Goodyear, and then maybe from there got hooked up with Penske. How did that go down? Yeah, I was a uh, you know that's that's where I started. I I was a, a drag racer, um, and uh, back in the day, you know, we always when we were drag racing, we we pretty much raced for trophies. You know what I mean? There was no money involved. And uh, we uh, decided, hey, if we're going to continue to to do this, we've got to survive. And we, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Ed Roshansky, you know, was uh, a real leader in that area. And he said, you know, what we ought to do is we create a an association that uh, bonds the the race car drivers and owners together, and uh, we'll put on a show for the for the fans. And guarantee them 15 or 16 cars every Sunday or whatever night they went around it. We caught, we started an association called the United Drag Racers Association, and we raced for money. We booked them all over the Midwest, and then there was a there was a West Coast version of it as well, and it was the West Coast UD, UDRA it became very very popular, and it forced the part uh, the parties to be at that at, at that moment you know the the nhras and the ahras and the ihras and all the attas and all them back in the 50s and 60s to start paying the racers to race because it costs us money to run just like it does a stock car you know it became very very popular and uh, along the way you know i became very familiar with the guys at goodyear and and uh, we uh, through a, a lot of mutual associations and through my uh, connections with Sears Roebuck and Company, we uh, put together a program with Roger as as the, one of the guys that endorsed the the uh, Sears automotive product line, and from there grew into Penske products, all the testing equipment and all that, and uh, we all all that time. Roger and I kept building on that, and then 
we would go to go to the races on the weekends. You know, there was never a day off. If that's the way it was, and uh, you know, over the years, it just grew and grew and grew. And we had several, you know, different times along the along the, the way where we raced stock cars as well as indie cars and sports cars. In fact, that was the first time I ever met Bud Moore was when we were Trans Am racing. You know, mm. I really uh, I knew George Fulmer really well. And because uh, George used to drive our Porsche, you know, in Can-Am racing. And um, he was wondering, introduced me to Bud. And uh, we became friends a long time ago. And, you know, and Greg and I have always stayed friends. So, um, you know, it was, it was really it was really great to see you guys the other day. That's, that, that's how the story goes. Great story. And you, uh, as a matter of fact... Don bought a book yesterday to give to George Fulmer and got Greg to sign it, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, that, that is cool. And, and George Fulmer was an excellent race driver, and we've stayed in touch with him. And uh, like I say, Don was there with, with Penske and Bud Moore and Shelby and them people. One of the best series in the world there for a few years. And uh, that, that was a pretty tough. That was a pretty tough deal. I tell you, when you put anytime you put uh, Don Miller. Uh, with Roger Penske and everything, you got your hands full if you're going to try to outrun them. I mean, there ain't no doubt about it. Got, only thing I rap won't ask Don was, was which it, it was working for Penske. We can't figure out working for Penske was as, as rough as it was me working for Daddy. Uh, but, uh, I'll tell you, back in, the, in 69, 70, 71 in that era, that was, that was the... That was the uh, highlight of the Trans Am series, and when you had uh, when you guys had Fulmer and, and Parnelli and those yellowish orange Mustangs, they they were hard cars to beat. I'll tell you that. That was an amazing series. It certainly was. People, a lot of people don't even know about it, you know, because they, they weren't around, and there's not a lot of historical. Uh, follow-up on it, which I, I really amazes me to, to, this, to this day, because every manufacturer in the country was involved. Remember, Greg? I mean, there was Dodge and, and, and American Motors and Chevrolet and Ford and Mopar and everybody, Gurney and Posey and, and Mark Donahue and, and Fulmer and Arnelli Jones. <laughs> I mean, God, they had, the, they had the cream of the crop. They sure did, and I tell you what, if you listen to Start Your Engines, you know about it, because we somehow to figure out how to work uh, Trans Am into every single show. We are so proud of what Bud Moore did, but uh, but the, the level of competition in 69 and 70 and along in there was, I mean, it was un, unmatched. You did have all the manufacturers, and it was manufacturer racing manufacturer ra- rather than uh, a driver went into point standing. So, uh, um you know, we've got listeners all over the country and all over the world, actually, Don. And uh, we just had a call in from a friend of yours, I'm sure, who is also comes on right after you do. Um, he, he's our expert commentator as far as what's our, our insider, we call him, and that's Nelson Crozier. And Nelson just... <laughs> yeah, Nelson, I know Nelson really You remember well. Nelson, don't you, Don? <laughs> well, as soon as you quit talking and we have a, and sell some stuff and do some commercials, it's Nelson. It's Nelson's twenty minutes, but he just called in and, and wants to uh, wants us to ask you about Bonneville. Oh, okay. Well, 
he knows uh, as much as I do. I, I love it, Bonneville. You know, out of all the things that I've ever done, it's still my favorite place to go. I mean, there's nothing there but salt and sky and mountains. And, but it's it, to me, it is, it is the one place on earth that there's nothing else, anything, any any place anywhere in this world that's comparable. And to go out there and it's just then it's just you and that car against that long black line and it's just you know it's how how fast can you go? Well, how fast will this thing go? You know what I mean? Let's find out. That's and if you don't get the job done on one day, you come back the next year and you try it all over again, see what you did wrong. You know, it's well, just a it's the ultimate test. And our whirlwind tour of yours museum yesterday the museum part of it uh isn't that yellow car back there among the drag racers isn't that one of your cars that you ran at bonneville yeah that's that is the car that i set the, the world record with now what record did you car. set anyway, it's for a flathead powered roadster so uh, it's a 29 ford roadster with a 48 mercury uh engine in it you know all hopped up with a blower on it and we ran down, we set the record at around 153 miles an hour, but afterwards we came back and ran at Moultrie, Georgia, and out down there at, uh, in uh, in uh, North Carolina and, and on the old uh, airstrips, which really doesn't count against the world record, but we ran close to 160 with it there because Good he has gracious. more traction, you know. You ought to see this so, thing, Ronnie. It's, hmm. So it's a... It's a it's a hot ride, buddy. It's a it's it, a lot of fun to drive. It certainly is. We're talking to Don Miller, who uh, he has just been involved in auto racing for most of his life, and and with Penske, and now as the president. Is that your title, president of the North Carolina Auto Racing Hall of Fame? Yeah, I'm mean, the chairman of the board. Okay, it, it's the, it's all the it's all the volunteers that that make it really work. You know, it's it's an amazing group of people. Don, I, I, in the time we've got left, which we've got six or seven minutes here, I want to get you, if you don't mind, because you touched on it first. You, you sort of opened the door for me. But a lot of people probably are going to remember uh, May 5th, 1974 at Talladega when you were with Penske. And I watched that race last night on, um, on YouTube. It was the thing that, that Dale Earnhardt was ju- doing uh, recently a couple of years ago called Back in the Day. But they showed the 74 Talladega 500. The, I th- that was a spring race because I was actually there. And it was a real yep. stormy, rainy day. And I got to throw this in. That was May 5th, 1974. And six days later, I graduated from college. So this was like my fling. But Don was a catch can man and on, uh, on the Penske Matador driven by Gary Bettenhausen. And Bettenhausen and Farmer and David Pearson, who eventually won the race, uh, were really locked in a terrific battle. Uh, for the lead on a very fast race and it had rained and they stopped the race for a little while or ran under caution. I couldn't quite tell or remember. And the pit road was filthy wet. I mean, there were huge puddles everywhere and, um, and they were making a, around the pit stops and Don, I'll, I'll let you take it from there. What happened? Well, you know, we were racing the Matador and Gary Bettenhauser was driving the car and, you know, we used to take turns in the, in the pits doing various jobs. Nobody had really one job, you know. And at that particular day, I was doing the catch can on on the fueling. And uh, and like you said, it started to rain on the pit road. You know, nobody, 
thought about things like this back then. But, you know, our pit road speed at Talladega was somewhere around 100 miles an hour. Mm. And, uh, you know, it had had rained and the pit road was wet and the racetrack was wet. And when they went back out and started to drive the track, they held us back for a couple laps and said, uh, you know, we're going to open the pits and you guys can come in and, and do your stop. So... Um, it was run, running under caution. We came in, and, uh, you know, you could accelerate like crazy down down pit road uh, under caution. Uh, and they, we'd come down the pit road at 90, 100 miles an hour, you know. We got in the pits, got the car up on jacks, and we're putting fuel in it. And uh, I remember like it happened yesterday. I heard a, like a, a shushing noise, you know, like something dragging across the ground and it was uh, Grant Adcox, he had lost control of his car on pit road going probably around 90 miles an hour and spun and crashed into us while we were up on the jack and uh, caught me between the two cars in the pit wall cut my legs off, you know and hurt eight of us really bad and uh, Buddy uh, Parrott uh, was one pit over uh, working on the 71 car, I believe it was. And, yep. And um, Buddy, you know, Buddy and I had been friends for a really long time. And Buddy we used to work in a glass company. And if it wasn't for that, I don't know that I would have made it. But he immediately thought of some of the bad, you know, accidents they have where, you know, glass cut people's arms and hands off and stuff like that. He made a tourniquet out of his belt, put it around what was left of my leg and Roger kept saying, look, we got to get, get you out from under these cars and, but don't try and get up cause you're hurt really bad. You know, I, mean, I, I could, I was conscious. I could talk to him and, uh, and then he started, you know, getting people to, they uh, opened up fence behind the pit road to get a, uh, you know, get an ambulance in there and put me in the back of the, I don't know what it was. I think it was an old Packard, ambulance mm. and uh, put us in that took took me to the Enfield care center and uh, they uh, I, I heard them in the background the doctors in there and nurses talking and they said this guy he's he ain't gonna make it you know and Roger heard that and he was standing right next to me so it was a graphic he said the hell he isn't we're gonna we're gonna get him fixed and we're gonna get him fixed right now you know, if you guys can't do it, just put some blood in them. We'll take them to the nearest hospital. Well, they didn't, they didn't have any helicopters or anything back there. And, I mean, I was beat up bad. <laughs> you know, broken jaw and broken this. And Cracked a lot of your teeth, was, right? Yeah, yeah, broke my jaws and broke my teeth and broke you know, my, just a mess. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, he threw us in the back of a, this uh, ambulance truck kind of thing. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I know there was a lot of room in the back of it. Roger sat on one side and me in the middle and Frog Fagan on the other side. And uh, we drove to Anniston, Alabama, which is probably about 35 miles away, you know, bouncing all the way, trying to put blood back in me while it was running out of me. <laughs> and uh, they got me to Anniston. And when they got there, Roger went to work immediately, kind of you know, organize some kind of a response team. And luckily, there was a doctor in that, in that uh, uh, 
hospital in Anniston who was a specialist on amputations and, and uh, severe, as they said, traumatic injuries. And uh, he told Roger, he said, I don't know what, how this is going to come out, but we're going to do our best to save him. And uh, it took a long time, but uh, I'll tell you what, it was a, it was a battle. But, you know, by the, by the fall race, I was up on crutches or in a wheelchair, no leg or anything on the side, and all put back together with plates and screws. <laughs> and uh, I got back to Talladega, and I rem- I'll remember that day because they said, we let people know that you're okay. And I said, yeah, I'm okay. Look at me. Anyway, Buddy Baker, uh, you know, I-, I was always really good friends with Buddy Baker uh, and and. Bobby Allison and David Pearson, those guys. I thought, well, the whole Allison family, they were they were wonderful because I was in the hospital in Alabama for months. Well, that was and, my next uh, question. How long How long were you in the hospital? Uh, I don't know, probably three months on and off. I had like 11 different operations, but they saved my weary butt, and uh, here I am today, you know. Well, I saw... Buddy Baker... Grabbed a hold of me and he said, "Come on, we're gonna put you up on this trailer." And I said, "Buddy, I can't get up there. You know, I only have one leg. I can't walk up those stairs." He said, "Don't worry about that. I'm gonna carry. I'm gonna carry you up there." <laughs> well, well, I tell you what, Don, it, that is amazing. Uh, we're talking with Don Miller, uh, former co-owner and president of uh, Penske South. Uh, there's no doubt about it. But it's a good thing that you come through that deal because the auto racing would not be nearly as good with all you've gave to it. I mean, it's just, it's just, uh, Don, Don Miller's done a lot. He's done a lot for Penske. He's done a lot for NASCAR and he's done a lot for motorsports in general. And we can't thank you enough for that. Will you come back on the show sometime? Because I mean, we got so much, especially after I've read your book, I'm going to have a lot of questions. Anytime you guys. And, um, you know, thanks for having me on. Thanks to all the fans out there, and and a special thanks to my friend Greg. Gregory, you take care of yourself, okay? There ain't many of us left. Well, you do the same thing, Don. And, well. uh, we're still here, but we're still alive and kicking. That's what matters. <laughs> okay, guys, I'll talk to you later. Thank you, thank you, Don Miller. Gosh, what a great interview that was. He's unreal. He is unreal, and he shouldn't even be here. And uh, you look at that YouTube video as I did last night. And I actually, I hate to get a book and jump ahead and read it. I had to read the account of that accident and it's pretty graphic. I mean, it is graphic and buddy Parrott saved his life. No question. And they said that Don Miller was laying when he was kind of weaving in and out of consciousness was laying there on the ground saying, let me die. Let me die. I mean, you know, it was, and right before Grant Adcock's, well, they did another pit stop when they were under green earlier, or no, actually it was under caution, but it hadn't rained yet. And he's, they got a real good close up of the of them putting the gas in the catch can man on the first pit stop, and of course the catch can man is Don Miller. I mean, you talk about a nice looking, you know, brown or black hair, kind of hard to tell, just a great looking young man back there doing that with no protection, cars flying by at a hundred and something miles an hour. And then when they did it again, when the accident took place, which is, they've got it pretty well covered there. I'm sure they could have, there's a lot of footage they left on the floor that would have been pretty um, offensive to some people because it was a bloody mess. 
And, um, but you know, he was, he was right there and the car splashing by. I know Marty Robbins goes by at about a hundred miles an hour. And it was, it was a disaster waiting to happen. And it, and it finally did. But, uh, Greg, I tell you what, you hit another grand slam getting Don Miller. For those that don't know Don Miller, um, you do now. And his book's been out about nine years. The copyright's 2010. I don't know where I've been with it, not having it, but he, he handed out four of them yesterday to us. And, uh, what a great guy. Great guest. Thank you so much, Greg. Well, like I say, he, 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 he's always been a friend from the old days. Do you know where the book's available? Well, I know they have it in the bookstore there at the museum, but I'm sure if you Google, it's called Miller's Time. And it's from 181 Coastal, which is a publishing company. And uh, it's a hardback book. It's a beautiful book. It's full of pictures. And uh, I tell you what, I can't wait to dig back into it. But we have got to take a break here because we've already got Nelson Crozier on hold. So we're um, we're going to come back and talk about what, going on at kansas and and what we saw last week at dover so stay tuned to start your engines here on fox sports spartanburg Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Blind in the gap, the right center to the track. He's to the wall. Another grand slam home run. Catch the Gamecocks in action on the diamond all season long. He catch that ball, he did. Swing and a miss, he got it. Swung on, line drive, base hit at the wall. He looks up, it's gone! And you can put spurs on this one. Right here on your home for South Carolina baseball. Spartanburg's home of the Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan has an SUV for everyone during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Save in Greer and get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2019 Nissan Armada. Or for 36 months lease, a brand new 2019 Greer Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $189 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Murano with dual zone automatic temperature control for only $269 a month for 36 months during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Going on now at Greer Nissan, where you'll find low prices, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at greernissan.com. VIN number K935020, MSRP 66190. VIN number KC715691, selling price 26117, 189 security deposit. VIN number KN106259, selling price 31792, 269 security deposit. Places with 3995 due at site. All prices plus tax, title, taxes. Offers include 399 closing fee with approved credit. Summertime is almost here, and that means it's time to get those swimming pools ready for summertime fun. Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney has everything you need to get your pool ready to go. Phillips and Long sells pool chemicals and parts, and they're an Aquabrite chemical supplier. They also sell Aquabot automatic vacuums. Phillips and Long also offers professional pool service. If you are too busy to clean and maintain your pool, they can do it for you. Get your pool summer ready. Call Phillips and Long today at 461-8511, like them on Facebook, or stop by and see them at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. 
It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan has an SUV for everyone during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Save in Greer and get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2019 Nissan Armada. Or for 36 months lease, a brand new 2019 Greer Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $189 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Murano with dual zone automatic temperature control for only $269 a month for 36 months during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Going on now at Greer Nissan, where you'll find low prices, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at greernissan.com. VIN number K935-0209, MSRP 66190. VIN number KC715-691, selling price 26117, 189 security deposit. VIN number KN106259, selling price 31792, 269 security deposit. Places with 3995 due at site. All prices plus tax, title, taxes. Offers include 399 closing fee with approved credit. Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400, now on FM at 98.3. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. And good morning, Nelson. How are you doing today? Oh, doing pretty good. You uh, in Kansas, or are you back on this end of the country? I'm where it's raining, so uh, <laughs> call Kansas or call North Carolina. It doesn't matter. Well, i tell you what. We uh, had a great guest just now, and I, I'm really tickled. You called in, and uh, I wish I was smart enough to run this thing so we could have you both talk to each other and maybe a whole hour to do it. But well, uh, I don't think our equipment will let us do that right now. We can't do that? I don't. Th- I've never figured out how. Okay, well. That doesn't mean we can't do it. We just haven't figured out how. But Nelson and I, so you go back a ways with Don Miller, I'm sure. Uh, a very long ways, yes. Uh, we're still involved in a lot. Uh, uh, I was listening to the broadcast, and then it went away. So did you talk to him about Bonneville? Yes, we did. And somebody uh, – uh, Well, Lanny called us to let us know that the stream went down, and we were able to get it back up. Great. So uh, – yeah. Well, while while we're on the subject, right as soon as we come back for the top of the hour, we, we got Ken Squire. Um, how much did you interact with Ken? Because I know you were doing the in-car cameras and a lot of electronic stuff. And, uh, you know, out on pit road and when he was the main man at CBS all those years for Daytona and the other races. Right. Well, I worked with uh, uh, Ken a little bit at the uh, tail end of when he was at uh, MRN, but then a lot at CBS. Uh and, you know, so see uh, Ken around North Carolina a bit because uh, 
he and Patty Willard go way back, and they still meet up on a regular basis. So what did we see at Dover last week? It was uh, it wasn't a bad race. Uh, the aerodynamics still favor the car in front by a tremendous amount. Uh, and whoever gets off pit road first has a tremendous advantage. And, you know, unless you play your cards right and uh, your tires are better or something, it's hard to catch up to uh, catch up and or pass a car that uh, is in the lead. Uh, they have changed the rules for this week, so now they have the aeroducts by the front wheels. So uh, hopefully that will make an improvement. And next week at show up for the All-Star Race, they have the hood vents, uh, which will vent uh, air that, you know, that's coming in cooling the radiator, uh, which will go back out through the hood rather than going back and get caught up on the engine park. Yeah, Nelson, I, you know, Dover, uh, it, is, it is the monster mile. You know, we were fortunate enough to, to our stuff run up, run up there pretty good. Uh, we had a good chassis set up. But uh, what are we going to do about this arrow thing? You know, we noticed it even as far back as like 78 with that big old boxy Thunderbird. Uh, Bobby could get out front. If he got about a car length ahead of the guys, he could stay out front. And we had a very underneath car, but the thing is, we had front down force, and the guy trying to follow us didn't. I, I saw that at Michigan a couple of times and it was pretty amazing did they need to take the splitter off of it or something i mean uh they well, got it now to where if you in lead you in good shape what can yeah, they do general consensus is get the cars back up off the ground uh you know they put them on the ground to enhance the aerodynamics uh but primarily the biggest reason that they're on the ground is so they don't get airborne so, you know, you've got a fine line there of what do you do to keep them on the ground, but, you know, uh, prevent the lead car from having such a tremendous advantage. Uh, but, you know, get them back off the ground, so put some springs on them, get rid of the splitter. We did it for years. Uh, you know, if they have to slow them down by a gear rule or whatever, well and good. You know, if you want to keep them under 180, so be it. People in the stands are not going to notice the difference. We raced Daytona before at 150 miles an hour, and it was a great race. So the speed does not make uh, you know uh, the viewership better. Uh, comp- competition does, and that's what I said. I said that weeks ago. You can't sit there in the grandstand and tell me you can really tell the difference between 10 or 15 miles an hour, especially at some place like Talladega. Now I remember. Uh, being up on the roof of Bill Francis Suite uh, at Daytona uh, when they, you know, the cars were on the 427s. And then they went, you know, uh, and, you know, went to the spoiler engines. And that was a dramatic difference because of the sound. Uh, the 427s were a much more mellow, mellow sound where the spoiler engines uh, had more of a whine. Uh, that was a big change. But uh, so far as the speed, competition, you know, close racing is what makes good racing. Right. Let's get our picks in real quick. Nobody won last week. Nobody nobody picked uh, Truex. And uh, uh, and what I'm thinking about, you know, that was like two different races last week, Nelson, because uh, my man, uh, Chase Elliott, he was out front and looking great and led a lot of laps. And then uh, and the uh, Toyotas weren't even to be found. And then by the time it was over, it was uh, – 
that they weren't to be found again because Truex got so far out front. Well, again, he, he got out front, uh, you know, uh, after the pit stop, and yes, there was no catching him. Uh, it's going to be interesting. See, uh, this week, uh, you know, tonight, how uh, how the racing is, and of course, uh, one of the most exciting races of the year will be next week, uh, you know, at Charlotte for the All-Star Race. Right. Well, we're looking forward to that, and we'll talk about Charlotte a lot more next week, but let's get our picks here. We're at Kansas. And uh, I think they had, and I, I just glanced at it. I didn't see. I had a real busy day yesterday. But did they go back to the single car qualifying yesterday? Or did yes. I dream uh, that? No, I think that's what you're going to see from now on. Single car qualifying, uh, you know, when you take the green, you've got one lap. And that worked out pretty good. Uh, and Stuart Haas, one, two, three, and four. Yep. So, uh, and I will... Uh, touch on that real quickly harvick is on the pole eric amarola is second clint boyer third daniel suarez fourth so that's a that's a lot of Stuart haas cars in one big glob chase elliott's fifth truex is sixth william byron is seventh kyle larson eighth who i saw took a little uh did a little loop-de-doo there practicing yesterday brad keselowski ninth and uh a suddenly kind of i won't say red hot but medium hot Alex Bowman is tenth. He's got two second places in a row since I picked him for uh, since I picked him for uh, Ronnie at Talladega. Yeah, well, he brushed the wall during practice. So yeah, and I saw that too. So all right, we got a we got a field of uh, forty cars, which I consider that a full field. So um, you go first, Nelson. You got all forty of them to choose from. Okay. Well, he's let me down the past couple of weeks, but I'm going with Harvick once more. Uh, who'd you go with? Harvick. Oh, Harvick. Number okay. Four. Yeah. Number four. Um, what the heck? I'll stick with chase. I might as well do it another week. Uh, what do you think, Ronnie? Well, I'm going to stay with 88 and see if he can pull it off this week. All right. And, uh, Greg, what you got? Uh, I'm going to go with, what can I, I'm going to go with Suarez. I'm going to oh. do something totally different. Well, that's good. And, uh, Alan, if you'll, uh, swing that microphone around there and give us uh, pick who do you like i think i have to go with that 18 car that 18 car being kyle bush so uh all right then we got it we got it in the books so uh what do you think uh we can expect out of kansas i, I love going back to the single car qualifying i mean i that, this other gimmicky stuff i guess i'm just too old school but i like to see them just go out there and do it and come in and let the chips fall where they may well uh you know a couple of unique things again uh, if the race before you uh, were in the top 20, you go out uh, uh, by a draw in the second qualifying session uh, or the second half of the qualifying. Uh, if you were 21st or 40th the week before, it's a random draw and you go out in the first 20 cards. Well, you know, that's, uh, I mean, I, I know they got some nuances to it, but still it's not this sitting on pit road trying to outsmart the other guy and take off and all this hoo-ha no, they had and, before. This this is qualifying. And uh, the one nice thing about it over uh, the previous single car qualifying uh, where they had the slowest car go first, so theoretically every car that went out was faster. Uh, this way it's mixed up, and you don't know uh, car that went out first, which was the uh, 
you know, in the back half of the field, he may have been the fastest car for the whole thing. So uh, there's a little bit more drama to it than there has been. Well, I don't know what happened to Timmy Hill, but he qualified 39th, and Joey Gaze was 38th, and Timmy Hill is 12 miles an hour slower than the guy in front of him. That's He must have lost it or something, and Reed Sorensen didn't even get a time. But, Greg, what you got there, buddy? Well, what I was thinking about, uh, I agree with everything Nelson said and everything, all the comments, uh, but the big question, Nelson, is how much horsepower are they going to have this week? It seems like dial whatever horsepower you want or whatever. What, what are they going to try to run at Kansas? we got 45 uh, seconds, Nelson. I believe this is the 450 horsepower version. Okay, well, so that's going to translate to what? Uh, well, it's a smaller restrictor plant. A small, okay. Can, well, uh, but we don't, it's not really. really the rest- that's, that's a bad word. Uh, smaller tapered spacer. Tapered spacer. That's what Nelson. We are really close on the break here. Look, I appreciate you calling in and uh, giving us a little something to talk to uh, Don Miller about. And God, it's great having you on the show because you know everybody that's going to be a guest. And uh, we're going to come up with Ken Squire after the break. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. You got it. Talk well, to you later. All right. That's Nelson Crozier. Who is what, Ronnie? He's the smartest man I know. And he's the smartest man I know, too, and we're so proud to have him on the show. And we're going to uh, take a break right now and come back. You're listening to Start Your Engines. We're now on FM. Hear all of our programming at 98.3, Fox Sports 1400, WSPG Spartanburg. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Thanks for the Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan has an SUV for everyone during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Save in Greer and get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2019 Nissan Armada. Or for 36 months lease, a brand new 2019 Greer Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $189 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Murano with dual zone automatic temperature control for only $269 a month for 36 months during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Going on now at Greer Nissan, where you'll find low prices, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at GreerNissan.com. VIN number K935020, MSRP 66190. VIN number KC715691, selling price 26117, 189 security deposit. VIN number KN106259, selling price 31792, 269 security deposit. Places with 3995 to its All prices plus tax, title, taxes. Offers include 399 closing fee with approved credit. 
Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster and the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Live from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your ringtone. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And, and welcome back to hour two of uh, Start Your Engines here on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And from the Beacon Drive-In Studios on a rainy Saturday morning, having a little bit of trouble getting a hold of Mr. Uh, Ken Squire up in Vermont, where he owns his own radio station. And uh, he's uh, we're working on it. I can tell you right now that uh, last night they actually ran a truck race at Kansas, uh, Greg. I didn't watch any of it, but I can tell you that... Uh, I can tell you that that is the wrong, <laughs> that is the wrong standings, uh, the wrong results. So, you know, when somebody is not on the phone, like I thought they were going to be, it sort of throws me for a loop. But what do I have in my hand here? I've got the ARCA results from last week, which was at the uh, uh, Music City 200 that they held in Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. And Christian Eckes won that with Ty Gibbs second. Chandler Smith, third, Carson Hover, fourth, and Brett Holmes, fifth. I say Iron Man because he took over for James Hilton uh, with his equipment as Brad Smith. And unfortunately, Brad finished dead last with no laps completed. And I can tell you that it's kind of ironic because that was the anniversary of James Hilton losing his life. And in his last race, he finished dead last with Brad Smith and no laps completed because they had engine troubles in Talladega that day. The good news is Brad Smith still hangs on to seventh in the arc of point standing, so he's uh, he's still with it. Now, uh, we here's the results from the truck race last night, which was at um, Kansas, and Rod, Ross Chastain won that one. 
with Ben Rhodes second, Todd Gilliland third, Austin Hill fourth, and Brandon Jones fifth. Obviously, no Rowdy Burns or Kyle Busch or whatever you want to call him in that one. (laughs) (laughs) Because he would have probably won it. Those point standings look like uh, Grant Enfinger leading Brett Moffitt second, Stuart Friesen third, Ben Rhodes fourth, and Johnny Sauter, who won last week, I believe, is fifth. So uh, didn't watch any of the trucks at Kansas. Today we have uh, uh, Ronnie is working diligently over here to get to get Mr. Uh, Squire on the air. Xfinity, uh, they ran the Christopher Bell won the last race they ran at Dover, which was last week. Jeremy Clemens did not have a great day. He finished 18th. That was kind of so-so. And in the point standings, Jeremy is hanging in there in 17th with uh, 155 points. He's uh, he's eight points behind Garrett, Garrett Smithy for 16th and about 20, about 50, I mean, behind Brandon Brown for 15th. So that's uh, – they're not going to run again until Charlotte, until the, the day before the, uh, the 600, which I think that's like May 23rd or something like that. When it gets a little closer – We'll talk a little bit more about it. The Indy cars are racing today. So if you're rainy, if your rainy day has you stuck in the house and we, um, uh, and you can't go out and do anything, it's going to be a matter of watching the Indy cars on the road course at the Indianapolis motor speedway at three 30. And, uh, Ronnie, what you got there, buddy? Well, Ken is either in transit from his uh, radio station to his house and I got voicemail on his cell phone, so we're going to try again in a couple of minutes. Yeah, okay. I knew, he, he said there would possibly be a delay. Uh, because, like I say, he, he comes on. He don't get off there on one of his stations until about 10, 20. Well, he said they left the station 30 minutes ago. So i tell you what let's do. We may have to flip-flop Allen if we can get Ken Squire at 11.20. So let's do uh, Allen right now. Man, he's been writing like a, doing a book report that's due in 15 minutes over there. He's been writing since he walked in the door an hour ago. What you got, Allen? This is Allen Hill, our local expert, and uh, um, got a page full of stuff to tell us. Well, uh, Friday night a week ago over here at Cherokee Speedway, we had the super late models over there. Uh, one of our local drivers, he showed the way over there driving that Barry Wright house car and a Tony Clements or house Clements motor. So if uh, Tony can kind of figure out how to put that power in his NASCAR deal, he might can. Uh, there you go. It, but I don't know if they can pass inspection up there with NASCAR, <laughs> though. But second place was Brandon Shepard. Third place was Don O'Neill. Everybody knows Don O'Neill. I think he drives for that Clint Boyer team up out of the uh charlotte which clint clint everybody knows clint for his uh nascar series but he does have two super late model cars that travels this series so uh let's go on down here to thunder bomber thunder bomber we had josh hellams and second place was steve green uh they kind of got in a little dispute at the tech shed uh steve green he pulled the josh helms car josh helms back pulled the steve green car uh, for some reason, second place car was illegal, but first place got to keep his spot. Well, he'd so. keep his mouth shut next time, <laughs> won't he? That was a, that was a bad deal there, but, uh, <laughs> for him. Yeah. Uh, seek a crate late models. First place went to John Riggio jr. Second place went to a Dylan Brown. 
Uh, 602 open wheel modifieds went to first place, Jesse Rocket. Second place, Jeff Parsons. All right, let's move over here to Limited Sportsman. Limited Sportsman, first place was Ricky Green in the 261. Second place was Bradley Weaver in the 18. Uh, my driver, he we had that uh, planned vacation weekend, and the track owner, he put us back on the schedule here about midweek, so uh, we did not race that race, so we just set that race out. So them boys had a good Good race that night, and second place decided that he was going to pull first place in that division. So something about that night, they decided they'd want to pull each other. Well, I guess so, and I tell you what, you not being there might have disappointed the fans, but I got a feeling it might have made some of the competitors happy. Oh, yeah, that's the uh, that's way it is. That's racing. That's racing. Renegade, Maine went to a local driver over there. His name's Mitchell Duval. Everybody knows that. Duval last name. Second place went to a boy down here in Packlet, South Carolina. His name's Josh Mulwee. Okay. Let's go over here to last night. Last night, Eddie Ray over here at Travers Rest Speedway. He was going to have a two-day event. Call it the V8 Super Slam. Since he uh, seen it was going to be raining today, he tried to pack all this into a one-day deal. And he got through with it. And over at Travers Rest Speedway, they got 11:30 curfew. That if they still racing on that racetrack at 11:30, it cost him a thousand or fifteen hundred dollar fine. So I about 11:14 or whatever, he, I'd throw well, that throw the caution or the red or something. He saved the front wheel drive class there to the last. And uh, when it got to be about 11:25, he said, "Boys, we're going to throw this checkered flag the next lap. So you need to get in, get in gear." But uh, over there at the V8 Super Slam last night, we had Thunder Bomber. We had the first place was a Luke Doggett. That was his first win over there in Thunder Bomber. So everybody knows what your driver gets done to. Uh, after he gets his first win at a dirt track, he gets to be drugged through the mud. So uh, congratulations to Luke Doggett. His daddy is a longtime racer there. Go to the secret. I think, I think I'd rather have the $300 bonus. <laughs> then the drag then the drug through the mud yep uh second uh seek a crate late model we're gonna go to a first place uh andy madison second place went to a mitchell henderson pure stop we go to first place kevin nation second place was devin morgan and second place here decided he wanted to look at the first place man so he put his money up and pulled now what do you have to, so you got to pay to protest you've got to put up three hundred dollars so you get a choice of three things on his car all right if they take that hood off and you see something on that car that is illegal but you did not claim it on your three things you <laughs> it don't count it don't count wow yeah if he takes the if he takes the breather off and there's a big carburetor sitting up on top of it and you pulled heads and camshaft and say intake the carburetor is still a still a go on that deal. Well, I'm I'm not trying to cut into your time here. You'll have all you want, but I mean that, that engine's hot, isn't it? Yes, sir. <laughs> well, I mean, how well, how long does we, it take to gonna, tear one down? Well, we're gonna get to it just oh, okay. here in just a little bit too. Go ahead. We got we had some more excitement in this division. All right. Here. Front wheel drive went to a Jason Lambert. Second place went to a Travis Jamison. Then we're going to get over here to the Limited Sportsman. Limited Sportsman. This was what we called the V8 Super Slam. It was supposed to be uh, started out as going to be the 12 of the 
you know, I ain't going to say best of the best uh, limited sportsman drivers around, but it was by invite only. You got to be invited to this deal. Uh, we got invite. So of course we, you did. So we decided we'd go over and race with them. And first place went to Wally Fowler. Oh, that, that's a shocker. <laughs> no, not really. I mean, no, uh, not. if you'd have said uh, Danny Tesner, I'd have said that's a well, shocker too. I yeah, mean, I, y'all yeah. are but uh, a sec- lot of good drivers. Second place went to a Ricky Green and a two six one car. Third place went to my driver Danny Tesner. But uh, second place decided that he wanted to look at first place man. He pulled him on heads, camshaft, and decided he'd pick out a wheel. A wheel. Now, what would you be looking for there? Lightweight uh, wheel or? No, not lightweight wheel. What we get is in the, the width of the wheel is either 8 inches. We got an 8-inch wheel width, and sometimes they make a 10-inch wheel and actually make a 12-inch wheel. When you put that 10-inch wheel, it makes them sidewalls stand straighter out, which holds just a little bit more air, which takes the flex out of the sidewall, which the car runs off in the corner, and it kind of takes the car, the, it makes the car more stable. Uh, is this an option? You have three options, or which no, one? You just got one option. It's an eight-inch wheel. But you couldn't you just sort of eyeball and see an extra uh, four yes, inches there? Yes. No, it's a a trained two, eye. Two inch, two inch. You can you can hi- kind of halfway see that sidewall kind of you know okay. sticking out. But uh, we well, talking. You said so, eight to twelve, right? Eight to twelve. All but right. like you said, if you see a twelve on there, you know it. Well, I was about to say. Know, I, if somebody knew what to look for, I ought to be able yeah. to spot that. But we kind of go with these uh, beadlock wheels and stuff like that. A beadlock wheel actually puts the the bead of the tire on the outside of the wheel. Then you got a locking ring, kind of like a drag race. Now, wouldn't you know. this occasionally cause hard feelings? Uh, hard feelings, but get over it. Let's go back to racing. Okay. And uh, Goes around, comes around. Yep. Ricky Green, he pulled Wally Fowler over there. Uh, like you was talking about before, over there, they've got like a – one hour deal of you've got to have it car, murder apart you got to take and pull the heads so don't get me wrong whenever you pull it in that tech shed you better have you some good uh fans blowing on that motor kind of cooling it back <laughs> off and let's get in there and start pulling it apart i, I, I about to say but how long if it's cool if it's cold enough to handle how long does it take to get to whatever you look like a in deep into the engine uh, it don't take long. We got these little, uh, battery operated impact wrenches now, you know, DeWalt makes a pretty good one. This, and, uh, you can sit there and you take a five, eight socket and you stick it on there and you can, you can take these, uh, 12 head bolts out pretty fast and you can snatch that head off. But you just, like you said, you want it kind of cool. You just don't want to pull a hot head off straight off that motor. I don't think it could be done, but anyway, but go anyway, ahead. Uh, like I said, I know that Wally Nation, they proud of their man this morning. And uh, they should be proud of him. He drove a really good race. Uh, you said something out in the lobby about getting him on here. Let's well, Feel free. I'll sure do it. And if, if you don't want him to to uh, take up your time, we'll have him on as our legend because he certainly is. We'll, ha- we'll have him on the show when we got a, a good two-hour show. And, uh, and we'll I, – I, he's – he is a legend, as far as I'm concerned. Yep, he sure is. Uh, since uh, the last week over there, it, since second place over at Cherokee Speedway, they uh, Bradley Weaver pulled Ricky Green in limited sportsman. So the track owner, he called everybody this week. We had a meeting over there last Wednesday night at the Speedway talking about some rules, how, you know, people's trying to skirt the rules a little bit. 
saying that, you know, adjustable shocks, non-adjustable shocks, and stuff like that. Can you adjust them at the racetrack? Well, you know, that's just the thing. But I noticed while we was over there at the meeting that night, they was putting all new clay on that racetrack. So she'll be fired up and ready to go this coming weekend. And uh, this weekend over here at Cherokee Speedway, it's going to be another fan appreciation night. He's going to have a full venue of cars over there, starting out with the 604 Crate Late Models, the Limited Sportsman, the Crate Sportsman, the Renegade, the Young Guns, Thunder Bombers, 602 Open Wheel Modifieds. And he's going to bring a new class in down here from Carolina Speedway. It's called the Pro Fours. You get to run by Carolina Speedway rules there. Admission to this race is only going to be $5 to the stands. The gates are going to open at 4.30. The driver's meeting will be at 7 p.m. Also, which has uh, also already been called Harris Speedway. Danny Pittman up there at Harris Speedway doing a real good job with that racetrack up there. It has been canceled. Okay. So, uh... The next race up there is scheduled for May 18th. He's going to have the Carolina Sprint Cars up there on that racetrack, and that's a fast little racetrack for the Carolina Sprint Cars. Okay, we're going to, if you got some more stuff, we'll get to it. Uh, we're going to take a break right here and come back with Ken Squire, we hope. We've run him down. And uh, so what we're going to do is get our next to last break out of the way and come back with Ken Squire, sort of flip-flop it and Alan, you got some more stuff. We'll do it when we come back after uh, Ken. So you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Driving Studios. There's no points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirits apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirits, Reedville Road on Spartanburg's West Side, where customer service is the difference. This is the sound a McDonald's bag makes when you grab it. Now that just sounds like a paper bag, but to Nate, it sounds like... Because Nate hooked himself up like a champ and proved you can save on the delicious food you crave. Wake up to the freshly prepared McChicken biscuit or the sweet and savory taste of the new Chicken McGriddles. Just $1.59 each. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I ain't plantain. I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it crust. 
Give me a bacon with no trim. <laughs> Had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world famous Beacon Drive In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, Plante. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan has an SUV for everyone during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Save in Greer and get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2019 Nissan Armada or for 36 months lease a brand new 2019 Greer Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $189 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Murano with dual zone automatic temperature control for only $269 a month for 36 months during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Going on now at Greer Nissan where you'll find low prices, big selection and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at GreerNissan.com. VIN number K935020, MSRP 66190. VIN number KC715691, selling price 26117, 189 security deposit. VIN number KN106259, selling price 31792, 269 security deposit. Places with 3995 to its item. All prices plus tax, title, taxes. Offers include 399 closing fee with approved credit. Like staying up a little later than the missus? Maybe you're counting sheep number 98 or even number 3. Well, no worries. We're up late with you. Join me, KB, for Up Late with KB. Weeknights at 11, only on Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Well, we're still trying to get a hold of Ken Squire. We, uh... (laughs) Greg's got him on the cell phone, but we can't quite get him on the studio phone. That's about the size of it, right, Greg? That's about the size of it. I mean, he's anxious to come on the show, and he left the studio, and uh, I think we're he's running in and out of towers and stuff up there. Yeah. So, so something we we go we're gonna keep trying him because well, he uh, he certainly wants to be on the show. Talked to a guy in Mexico last week with no problems. We're having trouble getting through to uh, getting yeah, Vermont's tough. Mexico's <laughs> no problem. Yeah. All right, I know you had some more stuff. Go ahead. Well, well, if we don't get Ken Square this week, we'll get him. We'll get him we'll some get him. sometime. But uh, that's fine. Uh, we also have the World of Outlaw Cars that's supposed to have been up here at Fayetteville Motor Speedway. That's just a little ways up here in North Carolina. That has been canceled as far as tonight. A lot of these people like to travel and watch these World of Outlaw Cars. They followed that circuit. So, give you a heads up on that. That has been canceled out. They are working on a rain date for rescheduling that race there. With their schedule out, they kind of do it. It's kind of hard to work it back in. Kind of like, you remember when NASCAR used to call the race, and then they'd have to wait for another weekend and to rerun it. But now they just go to the next Monday like they did Dover. 1960, Fireball Roberts uh, was leading the Rebel 300 at Darlington, the convertible race. And... Um, it stopped it for rain and they came back the next week and, um, he wanted it to be known and Joe Weatherly won it. He didn't. He said, yeah, but I led that race for over a week. That's right. I remember that. <laughs> so, uh, and I remember it, what was bad if they had a rain out at Riverside. Now we had that happen a couple of times and, uh, I think daddy and Harold Stott or something flew back and left me and me and Ray and, and several other guys out there. We had a whole week. You couldn't find anything to do in Los Angeles, could you? Drove over to Vegas. <laughs> well, we got was, to know a lot of people. We was kind of a little bit worried about it over at Traverse Rest Speedway last night. When we pulled up in there, they got a they got another parking area back down here 
in the lower section here, and I looked at Danny, and I told him, I said, boy, it starts raining. You know if you're down in there, it, it's going to be hard to get out. And I said, we're going to have to have a big wrecker or whatever. But uh, we got up there in a good parking place, and uh, we got out really good last night. Uh, truck was just a little bit dirty, but I done got up this morning, went outside, washed the truck, trailer. Well, if you'd waited a little while, you wouldn't have had to done that with, the, uh, with the, what the sky looks like. Well, that's... Uh, it was kind of easy this morning, kind of shady, overcast. We also have the World of Outlaw Sprint Cars, which are going to be at Eldora Speedway. Everybody knows about that Eldora Speedway. That is a nice facility over there, owned by Tony Stewart, I think. I believe that's right. And uh, he will put on a big, good show there. I don't know if this is probably, knowing this probably, it might be on pay-per-view or something like that, but... Uh, Everybody's going to be looking to see them. Uh, everybody likes seeing the NASCAR trucks go over there to Eldora. Well, it's like, it's like they always said, the T-shirt for years and years, only real men race dirt. Yeah. And, you know, people are still fascinated with it. I mean, you know, you, you've been involved in it at, at, at a high level around here, and, and there's just something different about dirt, and uh, it makes for, makes for a, a, a wonderful race. And... If Ned Jarrett and Billy Wade and Pearson and Petty and all these people, Curtis Turning, if they could drive those big old 4,000-pound cars around Spartanburg or Hickory or Greenville or something that was dirt back then, they can take one of these and modify it. Give it you know, have, have a dirt track set up that they run. They can run around a dirt track. Now, it might get some of the fans a little bit dusty, but all they do is just enclose the whole grandstand or something, give them air conditioning. Uh, or whatever they got to have, but uh, I think I think it needs to include road racing and dirt track once or twice, along with the, the other situation. So, uh, yeah, and uh, well, I know the people over at Travelers Rest Speedway last night. As many as people as he had over there, because he brought them limited sportsman cars back in there. If they were to watch that last five or six laps there, uh, when the first three cars, which was Wally, Ricky Green, and Danny Tesnier, would run off down there in the third turn, they would just, uh, they'd be, you know, one going there and just kind of set the car sideways. The next one was setting his car sideways. One's right front tire would be in the other one's left rear tire. And it was just, it was just like, you know, it was a pretty sight to see, even though my car was only running third at the time. Yeah. Well, um, Ronnie is still, what's the word, Ronnie? We, uh, getting closer. We're getting closer. I've had a lovely conversation a couple of times with his wife. Well, you be careful there. You dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's got his best Clemson track and field orange shirt on this morning. So, uh, well, even his secretary at the radio station, something about his cell phone. If he gets in a certain area and that, that's what apparently is happening. Yeah. Well, well, we got people on the job i want to mention before i forget what a great job lanny mckinney does on our podcast every yes. week and uh you know i think i knew this because you showed it to me one time the home page but we're also on facebook and he's got like uh going all the way back to our first show last year you just keep scrolling down and, and lanny's put something on there about who our guest was and this that and the other and usually with a photograph of the guest so uh I've got to add that to the great things that he does. Uh, you know, last week I recorded the show, and I don't know what I recorded it to. Uh, it wasn't to the flash drive, so I had to come back up here Monday, and we found the show with the help of Tyler Shugart and 
We put it on a flash drive. I took it back to Lanny. He put, had it on the podcast in about, about an hour or so. And so we've got like all of our shows are on the podcast, uh, references to them. And I don't know if you can listen to the show on Facebook or not. I don't think you can, but maybe you can, but you can still look and see who we've had and like it or dislike it or comment on it. But Lanny McKinney does a great job and we want to always not forget to thank him. Yeah, and another thing, too, uh, Lanny actually have the picture of the guest. Well, that's what I just said. Yeah, he, uh, he's he got a picture of the guest on there. Yeah. And, uh, well, I uh, went brain dead there. No, no, you didn't. You're just <laughs> – but he, Greg, in all honesty, is over here with Ronnie trying to – we're still trying to get Ken Squire with whatever the, uh, the, the problem is. But, you know, he wants to come on the show. If we don't get him this week, we'll get him some week. Um, he's – I can tell you that – when they voted this 2018 class of the Hall of Fame, uh, Ken Squire got voted in, yep. and he did it as a race driver uh, uh, with the race drivers. That class has Red Byron, who I've been wanting in since about the second vote. Oh yeah, the first champion that NASCAR ever had that drove for Raymond Parks. Um, he was the first champion before they came out with the Strictly Stock Division, and then the first Strictly Stock Division, he was the champion. Ray Evernham, who we've had on the show a lot of times, Ron Hornaday Jr. from you know winning all those truck races, Robert Yates. Don't have to tell you who Robert Yates is, and fantastic engine builder all those years, and Ken Squire. That's a good group. It is a good group, and for Ken Squire to go in with a bunch of uh, owners, well, not a bunch of owners. Uh, I guess Evernham, you'd call a. I called him a crew chief and an owner. He was yeah. both. Well, he, he was a crew chief for Gordon all those years. And initially started, I think, with Mark Martin. And he wound up being a car owner with the Chrysler deal. Right. And Yates, and of done course, very well with that. Yates was both. And uh, Byron is a full-blown pioneer, as much a pioneer as you can possibly have. So Ken Squire's in some really good company there. Alan, uh, you got more time if you need it. Yep. I've uh, just got an update from my daughter. I'd like to thank my daughter for giving me all these updates. Lancaster Motor Speedway has already been canceled for tonight. They, they seeing it. They looking at the forecast coming in. It's calling for rain in here about 5:30 this afternoon. So they've went ahead and called their their race off for tonight, letting everybody make plans. Don't get me wrong. This is Mother's Day. My yep. wife said we might could go out and eat tonight, and I said, well, okay, we go out and eat tonight, just as long as I can make it back by 7:30. <laughs> so well you know that i you're kind of like me it's mother's day and you got to do whatever ronnie's showing me the radar and it looks pretty nasty all the way from uh the middle of georgia to up into danville virginia and, and further than that so it's a it's a nasty nasty stretch of weather there but um i said uh told my wife last night and we were at the charlie daniels uh, alabama concert which was part of her mother's day present by the way uh, i said well where do you want to go for mother's day and uh i said the fish camps aren't open and i don't think they are but uh she's you know that was a joke because that would be on the bottom of her list of places to go to would be a fish camp so uh um yeah uh, in other words what i'm saying is sometimes the father tries to modify what mom may may want to do so um I want to go to the fish camp for Mother's Day. They aren't open, and uh, Alan wants to get home and uh, it's in time to see the race. So, uh, Mom, you can do whatever you want to as long as we're at home in time to see the race. What you got planned for Mother's Day over there? Now, well, I, I, I mean, uh, I your wife is a mother, so that's Mother's Day. Uh, well, uh, only thing I was told 
is my better half said tomorrow's Mother's Day and don't you forget it. <laughs> so I don't know exactly what that means. Well, that means don't forget it. You better come in with some handful of posies or something. Yeah. I always thought a handful of cash worked better than anything. She, she <laughs> likes to get a little more personal than that. She wants a, a rose or two and a card and uh, then a handful of cash. So, I mean, she wants a whole package. But well, no. Throw it in the, the, the driver's seat of that Mustang you bought her. Well, like I say, out with the Valentine present. Oh, okay. Well, let's don't confuse us. Oh, that's, that's... We, we done we done off of that. But... All right. Alan's that about wrap it up? That's about wrapping it up, but I ain't figured out who all these people are looking at you over here on this uh, little control tire here. On top of the control panel here that I'm actually kind of getting the hang of, Ronnie, they have got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, about a dozen wrestler, and there's one with his head down, uh, stuck down in the, uh, the, the pen holder. Uh, this little cup here with a bunch of fountain pens and things. And there's a referee standing. Did you see the ref? Mm-hmm. There's a ref standing. But with these the are two with the two count. These are uh, figures of different wrestlers. One says Dusty. There's Macho Man. There's one that says Hot Rod. There's, I mean, there's a bunch That's of. Got to be Flair. That's uh, got to be Flair right there. Uh, yeah, here's Ric Flair right here. But you know, I'm not much into wrestling. I used to watch wrestling when I was a little shaver. When they were at the Spartanburg Memorial Auditorium every Friday, uh, every Saturday night, and um, I, this would have been late fifties, and I remember the big hero for me anyway was Billy Two Rivers. He was a Native American wrestler, had the headdress and everything, and the big bad villain was the Great Bolo, and every week, you know. And this, this would come on Channel 3 with Big Bill Ward out of Charlotte, North Carolina, WBTV. And every week they'd about get Bolo's mask off. They'd get it up like over the top of his nose. And they, just as they were about to, to, to pull it off, the ref would step in or his partner would tag him, which was, I don't know, I think the great Bolo Jr. or something, uh, the little Bolo. But I did follow wrestling for a little while, but we are, we got like a, tw- uh, like a dozen of these guys staring at me on the top of this uh console so um i've been talking to them i haven't made too much eye contact with alan and greg go ahead greg no what i was gonna make a comment uh, i think i told this before but i haven't told it on air go ahead but uh not one of those stories no 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 okay. no, no not one of those but uh jeff bodine's next door neighbor uh was don Chernobyl, and he come to the racetracks with us you know for like two years and he actually had the championship. He had a folder. He was retired. He had a folder where, you know, he held a championship for two or three bouts and Flair would take it and this, that, and whatever. And uh, he said it was, you had to be in shape. I mean, you, you, you had to go through training. And uh, Well, there's no doubt about they're in he shape. Said, he, he said that uh, tougher deal than it looks. You know, obviously, you can't have people killing each other or nothing in these cages, matches, and all this stuff. But he said they had a system that was that was pretty good. The only thing he said, they did control it a little bit, but not that much. But one thing that tickled me to death is he said the best fans that he had out of the whole time was when they play up here at Spartanburg Arena, and they'd pack the place every time. Oh, yeah, Saturday night at Spartanburg. My, yeah. I had an uncle. 
I had a, that's Mid Atlantic Wrestling. I, I had an uncle, and he went every week. He'd take my brother. I guess I was too little at that time, but I I remember it. Well, last night over at Travers Rest Speedway, so you know, since second place pull, first place man, it kind of lets everybody kind of sit around there for a little bit because nobody gets paid till we got to find out that first place man was legal or whatever. So we was just sitting up there, me and my daughter, we was sitting up there at the third turn up there on the guardrail. And about that time, we heard something over there. It said, uh, we need security at the concession stand. Need security at the concession stand. And there was two guys down there at the concession stand going at it. And I think it was over the last hot dog. One was going to get the last hot dog. Oh, and one man. <laughs> but uh, it's only at the racetrack. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes we have a little discussion. If you're hungry, you're hungry. Yeah. Um, I want to say one other thing. Now, I'm, I'm getting all these wrestling flashbacks here but uh when i wrote that independence book one of the guys i wrote it on was um jimmy helms who was a uh, drove a lot of buck baker's old chryslers but jimmy in uh, one of his last races went to drive for a wrestling owner that or a promoter that wanted to uh, get into racing and that was homer odell and homer odell had a car and uh and he had this grandiose plan for, uh, and this is in my book, for uh, Jimmy Helms to go walking out to the car on a red carpet and wearing some, fa- and, you know, Jimmy Helms was not, he was mid-pack when he was having a good day. Great guy. A lot of guts to get out there and race. But I mean, to walk out on a red carpet with a, some cape on and all this stuff, and uh, it was car number 96. It was a 64 Ford, and, Don, and um, Jimmy said, are you crazy? And um, Don O'Dell ended up getting a guy to drive it named Jimmy Landfear, who I think was actually a sheet metal bender for some team. But, uh, yeah, wrestling. And um, and I think I've seen a couple of wrestlers on the hood of race cars at one time or another. Maybe maybe Cuckoo, uh, not Cuckoo, but uh, Sterling Marlin or something. Well, we've had one this year, Daniel Suarez and McDowell okay. under, under qualifying. And, you know, they were still talking about that. Well, I just took a picture of, of all of our cast characters and sent it to Lanny. And Lanny's going to uh, see if we can get it put up on the, the website and maybe on Facebook so the fans can see what we're talking about. Well, take one more. I just put the ref up there. <laughs> <laughs> I've got him in oh, you got the ref. Okay, I'll get him. I don't want to mess. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Falling off uh, like dominoes. Well, they are. They're going like dominoes, and they're probably going to wear me out for even messing with their dog collection here maybe i shouldn't call them dolls but i tell you what let's do let's group here regroup here and take our last break and come back and wrap this thing up with the last 20 minutes i got a few things to talk about as far as what's going to happen with the open wheel boys you're listening to start your engines from fox sports spartanburg It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. 
Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I ain't plantain. I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon with no trim. <laughs> I had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, plantain. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan has an SUV for everyone during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Save in Greer and get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2019 Nissan Armada. Or for 36 months lease, a brand new 2019 Greer Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $189 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Murano with dual zone automatic temperature control for only $269 a month for 36 months during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event going on now at Greer Nissan, where you'll find low prices, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at GreerNissan.com. VIN number K935020, MSRP 66190. VIN number KC715691, selling price 26117, 189 security deposit. VIN number KN106259, selling price 31792, 269 security deposit. Places with 3995 due at site. All prices plus tax, title, taxes. Offers include 399 closing fee with approved credit. Want to find out what's going on on Fox Sports 1400? Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. We have everything you need, including the all-important Listen Lively. Find it all at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. We built this city on rock and roll. All right, we're coming back for our final segment. And uh, let me touch on a few things here, and then maybe we can just have a a BS session to close it out. Greg's gone back out there. He's trying to work on Ken Squire, but I think we can pretty much, uh, you know, with 14 minutes to go, I think we'll we'll save him for another day. He wants to be on the show, and so we'll get him. If he didn't, if he didn't want to be on the show, he wouldn't try, but he's, he wanted to. Okay. IndyCars this afternoon at um, – Indianapolis Motor Speedway. The uh, I was looking here. That's on NBC at three o'clock. So that's uh, I think the race actually starts at three thirty. You can uh, get in out of the rain and watch that race and go have some lunch or something or some uh, dinner, some supper as we call it at my house, and be back in time for the Cup race at seven thirty in Kansas. So uh, got back to back live racing today. The Indy cars. Um, haven't run since Long Beach when Alexander Rossi won. Point standings over there look like Joseph Newgarden in Penske's car is first. Alexander Rossi is second. Scott Dixon third. Takuma Saito, who uh, won that race in Alabama, he's fourth. And he's looking real good. And uh, James Hinchcliffe is, uh, I'm sorry, Ryan Hunter Ray is fifth. James Hinchcliffe is sixth, tied with Will Power. Sebastian Bourdais is eighth. Graham Rahal ninth. 
And the 18-year-old that won at uh, St. Petersburg, Carlton Herta, is running 10th. So that race is this afternoon at 3 o'clock on NBC as they gear up for the for the Indianapolis 500. They also, I don't know when this is going to be, but if you watch that or if you watch the Kentucky Derby last week, which was a trip with the after 145 races, they finally they disqualified the winner. Uh, but they had a lot of advertisements on there for a documentary they've uh, NBC's come up with on Mario Andretti that looks real good. So um, I'm not sure when that's going to be shown, but it's also in conjunction with the Indianapolis 500, which will be coming up on Memorial Day. As I drop my Formula One stuff here, and let's talk about that for just a second. They run this weekend at um, in Spain at Catalunya. That race will be on ESPN2 at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. So, actually, we do have some racing on Sunday. The, uh, the races have been crushing boars. I think they've had like three lead changes in four races, and it's been between teammates, Valtteri Bottas, and Lewis Hamilton with the uh, Mercedes cars of... Uh, you know that they're, they're absolutely crushing the competition. Botas is leaving, leading the standings, uh, actually by just a point or two over Lewis Hamilton. Sebastian Vettel is third. Max Verstappen is fourth, and Charles Leclerc and the Ferrari is fifth. Um, the American cars. Kevin Magnussen is back in tenth. Those are the Haas cars, and Roman Grosjean is dead last. In fact, he hasn't even scored a point yet. So that's what the Formula One guys are doing, and um, Indy qualifying. Let me back up there for a second. I had it out of place. They've already qualified yesterday, and um, Chip Ganassi Racing took the front row with Felix Rosenquist, the rookie, who has been close to winning but hasn't done so yet on the pole. Scott Dixon is second. Jack Harvey, who's not a rookie, but he's been a, he's been in the shadows for a while with Meyer Shank Racing, which I'm not even really familiar with them. They he qualified third. Colton Heritage, the 18-year-old with the Steinbrenner Racing Team, is fourth. Ed Jones, fifth, with his own team. Will Power, in sixth, is the first Penske car. Graham Rahal, Rahal Racing, is second, uh, is seventh. That's Rahal Letterman Lanigan Racing. Simon Pagenaud is eighth in the Penske car. Marcus Erickson, who I believe is a rookie, with Schmidt-Peterson Motorsports, is ninth. Sebastian Bourdais with Dale Coyne Racing is 10th, and we'll go one more with get uh, Takumo Sato in there with the other Ray Hall car. He is 11th. Allen, we got IMSA. They ran last week at um, uh, Mid-Ohio, and actually your brother's team didn't win, which was kind of a shocker. They did, they did okay. Uh, Juan Pablo Montoya won the thing, and they won't run again until June the 1st, so... Uh, they're going to take a break after last week. But um, last week was uh, the Acura Team Penske with Juan Pablo, Man Juan Pablo Montoya and Dane Cameron winning. Uh, Mazda was second with Oliver Jost and Tristan Nunez. Mazda was third with Sebastian Bonarito and Ryan hunter Ray, And fourth was your brother's car, the, um, the Whelan Engineering Cadillac with Philip Nazar and Pipo Durrani. And fifth was Helio Castroneves and the other Penske Acura. The um, the Mustang Racing Cadillac, which is your brother's other team that he's involved with, but Barboza and Felipe Albuquerque finished eighth. 
that point standings is your brother's drivers are first and second with Nasser and Durrani. And then back in seventh and eighth is Albuquerque and Barossa. In between there, in third, you got Helio Castor Nevis. You wonder what happened to some of these indie drivers like uh, Castor Nevis and, uh, and Montoya. Well, they're alive and well driving uh, at IMSA, the uh, enduro-type cars. Ricky Taylor is fourth in the standings, and Jordan Taylor's fifth. What were you telling me about that out in the lobby this morning about uh, well, the they, disadvantage they sort of had, but, you know, that's racing. Well, where they was racing at, they got like short straightaways with real sharp turns and stuff like that. Uh, those Acras and those Mazdas, their little motors, they kind of turn up a little bit faster than the Cadillac motors does. So uh, those Cadillacs, they like the long straightaways where they can use that torque and really come down in straightaways. So uh, they kind of knew they was going to be a little bit behind the the eight ball to start with but they, what they was trying to do is you know some of these races if you don't have the fastest car you can try to do the fuel strategy and stuff like that and hopefully a caution to fall your way uh just so happened it didn't happen their way last sunday and it won't every week yep and, uh, we found that out so, yep uh, but it's good when you're at the top of your game that's what's that's what's cool Barry, I don't know how you pronounce all those fancy European names or something. I couldn't have done that. Oh, he got them just right. Well, you know, I'm, I mean, I, I, you know, actually, they're they're pretty uh, phonetically spelled. I mean, oh, Ronnie's gonna have a wisecrack here. Come on in there. No, I was gonna say the trick <laughs> is you act like you know what you're doing, and you say it with confidence and fast. That that has a lot to do with it. But thank you, Greg. That was kind of a compliment. But they they are kind of easy. I mean. Oh, oh man, Ronnie swung the microphone around, and we got four of them down for the count here <laughs> on top of the, the control Claire panel. got them in the figure four. Well, the figure four grapevine, <laughs> that was the nastiest hold you could put on somebody, and my brother liked to kill me practicing it right <laughs> right there in the floor. Uh, but, uh, no, uh, I want you to uh, just go ahead and feel free to get Wally Fowler and your brother on, and, and we'll build a show around it. I don't care if it's next week or you know, but uh, I know your brother's got a few weeks off here. Maybe he could, maybe he could come in there, and uh, I'd love to talk to him. I know Greg, you've known him for a long time, and I've I've never met him. Well, like I say, he's the one of the best mechanics and crew chiefs, car chiefs, and everything else in in NASCAR for a long time. Well, helped Jenner Johnson win a bunch of championships, and it's uh. A Spartanburg guy, you know, we, that's one thing we like to do around here is promote Spartanburg. And, uh, and if he's out there still doing it, we certainly want to, because I, uh, the, the Hill family sort of the bastion of Spartanburg racing right now between you and your brother and the Clementses. Uh, what are you laughing about? Uh, instead of a brass hammer, I used a regular hammer. And you know what I've done to the threads on my... So I drove my 57 Chevrolet out there to Crawford, pushing down on the steering wheel. About <laughs> but old Crawford, oh, if you didn't know Crawford Clements, boy, you're in for a surprise. He knowed a lot of stuff. 
I tell you what, no, like Tony and Bill, great motors out there. That's oh, yeah. fantastic. They actually done us a set of CNC heads that they've really got perfected now. And his first try pulled within six horsepower, the best set we had. First try. Yep. They make horsepower. But you never, you have never had steering wheel problems until you've driven with a pair of ice grips. Somebody did that, didn't they, Perry? Uh, you know, the only steering wheel, I think they did. I don't know if that was in a race or not. I think I've heard of some uh, uh, vice grips being put around a gear shift when it broke off or something. I, the only, only really steering wheel story I've got is when I, and I saw this happen. At the at, coming up, the anniversary of it, by the way, the '68 World 600, which what would that be, 53 years ago, something like that. Uh, no, 51 years ago. Tiny Lund driving your car, Greg, your dad's car, that big Mercury uh, Cyclone, that big one, was running up front. He was real close, and it, it kept raining. They must have had five rain delays that day. And Tiny was leading, and he came into pits, and he came back out in the pits in like fifth place, and they threw a caution, you know, which screwed him out of being the leader under the caution flag and he hit i saw him do it he hit that steering wheel and broke it in half on that big old stock car and when he finally got it woed into the pits they went and took the steering wheel off the cougar because they'd had a cougar support race like the day before or something and he's running around at charlotte speedway at 160 miles an hour with a little old bitty steering wheel <laughs> Looked like that, it came that, off a go-kart that, that's real true and, but, uh, and you know tiny long was a fantastic race driver and uh the cup wise then but that day perry's right he, he was leading the race right there and come out fifth and the rain started coming something something happened but anyway it rained i was he, there i was getting got, wet he got he got mad he hit that steering wheel and they weren't the metal ones now but they were still you couldn't a normal man couldn't have done it. he wasn't a normal man that's the point no he was a man i mean like big john or something or whatever i mean <laughs> big bad john but he could drive the race car but yeah that did happen Paris thought with own eyes. I did sit with my own eyes, and I didn't know how they uh, were going to remedy the problem, but they did. And, you know, we got Indianapolis coming up, and I'm going to do a lot of Indy because that's my baby. I love the Indianapolis 500, but we're going to do a lot of World 600, too. And, um, of course, Greg, and we won't talk about it right now, but Greg's they had that first one won as, um, you know, with Jack Smith with a seven-lap lead, but we'll get into it later. I want to say one thing. Uh, go ahead, Greg, real quick. I just got one comment. Quick. You mentioned the Kentucky Derby. Uh, when did they start taking on NASCAR rules? The guy the guy got pushed <laughs> inside and bumped. <laughs> That's and, exactly and, what the guy said on the broadcast. Uh, I mean, a later follow-up I mean, thing. Kentucky you know. Derby, is, it's like a bird was saying, that, that horse... That man, that's, that horse probably went where he wanted to go. Well, it was muddy. He might have lost it. He might have lost traction. They were, they were. That's right again. It was wet. It was a good show. It was a good race. That horse came in and he didn't have a speck of dirt on him because he led the whole thing. Or mud, let me say. Got a minute and a half here. I just want to say that at the signing yesterday that we did up in at the North Carolina Auto Racing Hall of Fame, uh, Don Miller, and we did touch on it that it was Neil Castles when he everybody refers to Neil. And Neil, that was sort of introducing Neil's book. And I'm not saying this to publicize it. Well, I am and I'm not. But Neil's son was there, Neil Castles Jr., which you can look up on the Internet Movie Database. 
and he is still heavily involved in Hollywood, making movies. And he showed Greg and I a video of him coming through a door with a gun and somebody blows him in the belly with a shotgun and the blood flies everywhere and he falls backwards. So he's doing, a, and he's a stunt man and he's doing a lot of stunt work in Hollywood. We're going to have Neil and his son on here, you know, pretty soon, you know, maybe, maybe next week. Who knows? It, uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. But And it looked real. Oh, it, I mean, well, it's, the guy's good. I, they didn't tell me that he'd done this stuff. I wasn't listening. I said, now they're great. We got, we got to go, Greg. Just, anyway, I looked down and I said, it's God, I'm old, that guy. Anyway, he's good. We got to talk to him too. Well, he rattled off a list of his shows. Now, Ronnie, you would probably heard of every one of them. Cause I think they're probably Netflix and HBO and stuff. And these, you know, shows that you get down and binge watch. And he was reeling off the ones that he's on right now. And it's a bunch of them. I mean, he is very, very heavily involved in, in Hollywood. And I, and, although it won't be a hundred percent, or even maybe 50% auto racing related. We're going to have him on and, and he can tell us about that. And we'll have him on with Neil in two separate segments so we can concentrate on what their expertise were. But, um, so listen, everybody have a great, um, father, mother, <laughs> mother's day. We will be back next week. Hope all of you will join us. Kind of a packed show today. We had to do a lot of ad living because we didn't get Ken Squire. But we'll keep working on Ken and get him on here. You've been listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com.